space about electrical equipment. I think this is, the, well, not the, quite the last section in 110, but it's getting close to the last section. So 110's kind of, there's a lot of important information. You know, if you think about it, 110 pretty much is all safety related, isn't it? Yes. Right? I mean, a lot of this has an equipment being installed according to listing and labeling instructions, approval of equipment. You know, we talked about the arc flash labels. We're talking about working space. Interrupting ratings. Interrupting rating, short circuit current rating. I actually never considered it, but it's probably the greatest safety article on electrical safety that we have in the National Code. At least it's what I'm picking up right now. Let's go to 110.26, space about electrical equipment. This is an important one to me, and I'll tell you my little stories as we go along. What the code is saying is that, let me look inside here. What it kind of, that looks like that's not capably and locked in the open position, is it? Sure. That's the OSHA one. It's a lockout tagout. It's a great picture for a lockout tagout if we wanted to use one. Okay, so what the code is saying is this. You need to be able to work on electrical equipment, and there needs to be enough width, and there needs to be enough depth, and there needs to be enough height so that you can get and work on the electrical equipment. So let's read the rule here. For the purpose of safe operation and maintenance of equipment, access and working space. So you have to have access to it and you have to be able to exit and you have to have working space must be provided about all electrical equipment. So the, the, the biggest struggle I have with this rule here is it provide about all electrical equipment. When, what's all electrical equipment? What's yeah. electrical equipment? That's a definition, okay? If we can go to Article 100, what's equipment? Well, equipment is everything is equipment. So that definition almost is useless when it says, well, everything is equipment. That's, it's equipment. So I have to have working space about all electrical equipment. So I'm just going to tell you what I think the, the industry practice is, is that we don't generally provide working space in front of receptacles, single pole switches. We have a tendency to provide it in front of disconnecting means, panel boards, switchboards, motor control centers, but it doesn't say it that way. It's, it specifically says all electric equipment. Now watch for the language it says here. This is interesting. Not get you, Eric. It says equipment that may need examination, adjustment, servicing, or maintenance while energized must have the working space. So you could say, well, I'm never gonna work on that while that's energized. Well, then, if you're not going to work on it while it's energized, you don't need any kind of working space. Uh, I'll tell you a story. I got it called into Panama City. Somewhere in there was a 20-story high-rise building. I think they ran 4,000 amp bus duck all the way up the high-rise. And inside that every single, every other, well, every third floor, they put an equipment room. And they fed panel, you know, the equipment below that, that floor, and one above that. And they, every third floor, they went ahead and had the gear. The way... And they, so they had a bus duct, they have a disconnect, tapped on the bus duct, it had the meter can. It was like maybe 14 inches from the gear to the bus duct or to the wall. Yep. There, was, there, was, there was no spot. There was never going to be. It's a common problem. The building was already built. It was final. They were holding up the final because they didn't have the working space. So I go in there and I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay. I, you can't, you couldn't, I, I don't know, build it outside of the building. Do so, I, I don't know what you could possibly do in this building here. You know what they finally did? They put a mar uh, information on every one of the discs and all that stuff. And they said, do not work on this while energized. And you had to go downstairs and turn off the 4,000 amp main. So therefore, nobody could work on it while energized. And so therefore, it did not require working space. 
That's how they solve the problem. Because the mayor, you know, 20-story building in a little tiny town. I mean, you know, we're going to open the building. You know what I mean? You do what you got to do to get done. Anybody, Eric, are you going to say something? Yeah, well, that's actually a, a big issue where I work because there are so many old installations where there's not the working space required by 11026A for energized that we figure, well, what do we do? And we did exactly, you know, what you say, and which is we, we're not going to... We're going to say you can't work on it energized, but now we have another problem. We have to consider it energized until we do a zero voltage check. And so it, one thing leads to another, and we've, we're figuring this out. There are some products that are being made now right. that, that show uh, a zero voltage condition, and these products are beginning to be accepted by the industry. And our AHA, where I work, has, has accepted them. So if we have a situation where there's a disconnect above a ceiling, that we can use that product as the initial zero voltage. What does this product look like? It's a... I'll pull it up. Yeah, okay, Very Brian safe. Brian will pull it up. Yeah. But, yeah. but what I also want to say is this. I feel that 110.26 is important philosophically because people say, well, I'm not going to work on it energized, so I don't need any working space. Right. So, well, yeah, you do, actually, because 110.26 says, you you know, working space must be provided about all electrical equipment. It doesn't mean the dimension space in the tables. Mm. It just means I have to be able to get to it. Yeah, you have to have access. I have to be able to get to it. And that's in what that and 110.26 says that. Okay, so I'm going to go on until Brian finds it. Oh. Okay, we'll go to Brian's computer. I got it right here. Okay. So basically, it's a little button. I can get this thing oh, what the heck? Right, and this, one, and this one here has got an isolator, which is actually connected to the bus inside the equipment, and then it's connected with an Ethernet, from the uh, Ethernet cable from the isolator to this device. It's got a battery in it, which is accessible from the front, and so you, it has lights on it, so normally it's lit. When you turn the equipment off, the lights go off, then you go up and push the button, and it does a self-test, and then it checks for voltage, then it does a self-test again, which mimics the 70E required live dead live. So, so it's, you have to connect this actually to the phases. You have to connect it to the bus. To the bus. And it checks phase to phase and phase to ground across all of them, and that's, that's how they get us the step to get the verification that it's been de-energized prior to entering equipment, especially when we have really high energy equipment. This gives us our initial check, then we can go in and do another one afterwards. I just saw something is sent to me where there's a watch now that if it's 480 volts and you get your watch within a certain distance, I guess it's like a tick tracer, you know yeah, what I mean? Beeps or, or, at you. you know what I mean? It beeps and tells you that, you know, you're within so many feet of energized parts. Okay, let's move on. So we talked about this. You are not permitted to work on energized parts. Can't work on it. 70E gives you a permission, but you'd have to have special forms signed. You have to have special conditions. It has to be where if you didn't work on it, it would be worse than it. If you didn't work on it at all, it'd be worse than if you worked on it while it was hot. And like, so if I didn't do anything, it's worse than if I did something while it was. You just have to provide justification, and somebody has to be able to say that they... That's the only way you can do it. So yeah, you can't be, it can't be done. Can't, or there's a greater hazard. Those yeah, it's a greater hazard if we don't. So we have to work it hot. And so then you have to have all the forms signed by everybody and verify that there's no other way. Okay, so forgetting about the average electrician, we're not going to be in a scenario where we're going to have that. So guess what you do? You put on your gear, you learn 70E, 
you check it, absence of voltage, you energize, yeah, okay, no, okay, yes, okay, okay, turn it off, then you can take off your gear, lock, when you lock it out, tag it out, then you can work on that, but make sure you still assume it's to be hot, Brian. Well, and, you know, you say work on it, but there are many times that you'll be working on it when it's hot if you're a service electrician because you have to have power, you might have to have the process equipment running to do certain tests to validate control circuits uh, and also uh, an equipment maybe piece of equipment could be malfunctioning and it might be something that can't just be turned off because it does pose a hazard to the employees that work there uh, some industrial process equipments like that in which case you would have to be able to suit up and actually work on it you know to be able to safely even shut the equipment down right. in some they, cases they, they do provide you the exceptions to be able to do that diagnosing troubleshooting sure with it energized pending you're wearing all the problems. and i'm not considering that working so that's a broad general slang term you right know, not working on it well no you're, you're measuring i just wanted to kind of clarify that like right here with yeah. this person's doing right here yeah you can do this you can take a voltmeter in there and you know amp meter and start troubleshooting and checking everything but don't start getting sockets out there and screwdrivers and you know drills and getting tight gear that's already energized and that's when you start turning it off the making a physical alteration is what go. they consider repair so right. under both diagnosing and repair are both considered working on and the definition yeah so this when you're testing you have to wear ppe yes but if you're just opening up and you're staring at it you may not necessarily need it that's totally different okay Okay, like when you do an infrared 70, imaging, yeah. I don't want to get in 70. It's different. But, okay, the depth of the working space measured from the enclosure front is not permitted to be less than given in a table, which is dependent on the voltage and three different conditions. So, we go from the cover, and it's condition one, condition two, condition three. Condition one is where you have zero to a thousand volts and you have insulated material or nothing behind it within three feet, then that would be a minimum three feet. Condition two is we have, they call grounded parts, but it's, I would rather use the word conductive parts because it's, the word ground is used kind of for something else, but, and depending upon the voltages determines about what's your depth. So residential be at three feet, let's say at 277, 480 would be, let's say three and a half feet. And if you have a PV system that might be over 600 volts, well, then you'd be up to four feet from the cover to the conductive. Condition three is where you have energized parts on both sides and you measure from the covers. And then, and, and then residential would be three feet, 277, 480 is gonna be four feet. So that's a little bit bigger than three and a half feet or three feet. And then if you're doing PV systems, 601, 1000 volts, it's gonna be five feet where it had been four feet condition two and three feet condition one. So PV guys got to be real careful because their distances are over 600 volts. So their distances and this table, which we didn't look at, but if you look at it, it has to do this voltage right here. All these voltages oh. are voltage to ground. So there's a definition. We want to make a note about voltage to ground. But when you have a system that's not grounded, Voltage to ground, if you take a look at the definition, is the voltage between the ungrounded conductors. So a PV system that's rated, let's say, uh, oh, 1,000 volts, the voltage to ground is measured between the two phase conductors that are no voltage to ground. You know, so they had to accommodate PV to go with this table here. 
So how do you measure it? Mario, you got us this picture, right? Yep. Okay, we yep. need to make sure we get Mario's name on this picture here, Brian, if you can make a note here. And you measure from the cover, the outside. Now, Mario, I know we had this conversation, and then we had a conversation after that. And yeah. I got a different answer from the last... Still not clear on what's the... Yeah. What's the right answer? The, the code here is when we get over here, the condition one. Condition one, you take the cover off, right? Non-conductive. Condition two, you take the cover off, and you have something conductive. Condition three, you would have to take the cover off here and the cover off here simultaneously. You with me? For condition three to apply, not just the cover off of one, because then you'd have the cover on here. Well, then you have condition two. So both covers have to be on. And the key is where it's going to be likely to be serviced. So or you have to take this cover off and this cover off so they both would be open and it's likely that both covers would be off simultaneously. Now, I don't know, but if this, this is this a transformer here? Yes, it's a transformer. If this transfer is being supplied by this breaker, <coughs> which it is, well, then I guess one could argue that it could be off at the same time or not likely that we're going to have them both off at the same time. Look, I'm not going to get into the details here. This is going to be a judgment call. Is that right? This the authority yep. having jurisdiction? Yes, yep. That if mm -hmm. it's likely that, listen, no, these guys are going to take both covers off and they're going to be working on both of them at the same time. I can tell you one thing. I can't imagine myself taking off the covers opposite to each other simultaneously. I would never do that. Yeah. Simultaneously so that I'm freaking out. I mean, I go into commercial buildings like this here because, you know, Mike Colt and Mike, can you come around here? And all that. With all the covers on, I have my hands in my pocket as I'm walking around. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I'm not – all the covers are on. I'm not touching it and not screwing around. And if I was going to work and I know it's a familiarity and I you know that I haven't done it, lately, I'm taking one cover off, but I can't see myself taking both covers off. But if you think it's likely and the person is going to do that, well, then it's going to condition number three. So that's just something to think about. Clearly, this is condition number one, which is energized and non-conductive. Well, that's a violation. Well, this is in Key West. I mean, like, what are you going to do in Key West? Well, I guess you could say, well, you don't put the service on that side. Or maybe they built this building after this building was built. Right. That's a violation, right? Because it was probably you know, compliant when it was first installed. Yeah, so it's not a code violation, and you have it installed here. And then somebody else put a building on their own property. Okay, Joel? This bothers me because I don't believe the code cares whether you take the cover off or not. Okay, read, read. If you have pieces of equipment facing each other, that's condition three. I don't know. Read it to me. Well, condition three is exposed live parts on both sides of the working space. Exposed live parts on both sides. <coughs> It's not, it's not exposed. They're not exposed. Uh, but if you read the part in the beginning where it's likely, see, let's go to 110.26C. No, it says A1C. A1C. What does it say? What, what does it say? This is a new building. This is a new installation. So there's no, no option to use less than condition three. Okay, research says that he believes that whether it's likely to be energized simultaneously, I mean, work on simultaneously and the covers are off, 
that he believes Condition 3 is. So if he's your inspector, then you're going to have to have Condition 3, no matter whether you take the cover off or not. I'm thinking, well, if I don't work on them while it's energized and they're across to each other, I don't have to provide any kind of working space anyhow. I only have to have working space when I'm going to work on it while it's likely to become energized. And for working space is a installation requirement. So that's when they're going to go right back to the authority having jurisdiction because he might say, <laughs> I think it will be energized. Okay, let's just take a simple quick vote. And it doesn't really matter because we're all individual people that decide what we want. Are you ready for this? Yes, ma'am. Nope. One ten twenty six space is about A1 at the very bottom the last sentence says distances shall be measured from the exposed live parts or from the enclosure or opening if the live parts are enclosed. Okay, whatever that means. So they're enclosed. That's, just, that's, that's only how you measure it if you consider it a condition. So the only question is this. If you consider condition three always to apply anytime it's opposite to each other, not as to whether, because see, I go to 110.26a in the beginning part. It says where it's likely be work on it. Read me 110.26a, the very first sentence. Maybe made the first sentence or something like that. I'll go back over here. Working space for equipment operating at 1,000 volts nominal or less to ground and likely to require examination, adjustment, servicing, or maintenance while energized shall comply with the following dimensions. Okay, so my, I'm gonna just give you my perspective. I'm not saying it's right or wrong because nobody knows what the right answer is. The authority have a jurisdiction makes that decision. Right. Is that if I'm not likely to work on both of them simultaneously, that I don't think that condition three applies. If you think, no, I don't care whether it's likely or not likely, I don't care what it is, it doesn't matter because we have an exception, a system like whatever you want to justify in your mind, if they're opposite to each other, they're going to be condition three, period. Okay, so yeah. now let's just take a vote. How many guys think that if they're opposite to each other, I don't care whether it's likely or not likely, I, that's condition three. Raise your hand. One, two, three, four. And then probably four of us, I guess, on the other way. So... It's up, it doesn't matter, right? But one thing we've established here, that it's, it's not an absolute that we can... We, there's some things we did 100% on. We, we, we did something here. This is going to be one of those judgment calls. I will 100% get with the inspector maybe before I consider it not to be condition three. Well, and this yes. is where reviewing plans prior to doing a layout and installation. Mm -hmm. Because Mario, am I not correct? They had this installed before they discovered the problem, right? No, actually what the problem was, they, they had an oversized cabinet for a transformer. Ah, gotcha. It was a, a 300 kVA transformer or something like that. And the cabinet was just oversized. And that's why they had the, the problem. Now, so the they installed thing. it before they measured it. But yes, if you yeah. have yeah. plans. Oh yeah. If you have plans, does the plans, I guess the plans won't show the dimensions. Sure, it will. It'll it it show will show the dimensions. The dimensions. Okay, so then the question is, what was the plan? You get shop drawing. No, the, the sure question the is, they got the wrong okay. piece of equipment. That's okay. what I mean. They but got quickly, and I want to get off of this real quick. It's, it's, if it's been already approved in the plans, and now you're getting a final here, right? And you have no way to move this equipment, right? Then it becomes, what are you going to do? And then it's a problem. I don't want to get into the answer. All I'm going to say is that I think if I had equipment opposite to each other, what would be the safest way to not ever even have an issue? Make it condition three. Just make it condition three. three. Yeah. We never have to get into whether or not it isn't. Okay. So that would be sure the right answer. The other way is, uh, I don't know, the offense of the authority and then interpretation of the rules. Let's move on. Violation. Clearly this is a violation. Here's a condenser, you know, the working space is not there. Person want to get get down on the ground and squeeze in between the condensers and try to work inside that equipment. 
That's a major problem. <coughs> um, here's condition, Ryan. You might, I'm going to bring this up in this photo. I think later on you show. Um, remember, the working space is out, but it's all the way down. We're going to get to that part. Yeah, but, because I've run into issues with that with condensers. Yep. Uh, let me tell you what, why I think working space is important to me. When I was working as an electrician, I was, I was an electrical contractor at the time. I'm standing on top of a ladder that says, do not stand here. Because Mario, you and I, we're not big guys, right? Okay. No. And I'm up in a ceiling. Not at all. In, 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 in a ceiling, in the, and I'm hooking up 277, 480 volt live. Okay. It's energized. I did the brown. I did the orange. I did the yellow. <sighs> Relax my arms. You know, the blood goes inside there. You don't normally work that high like that right there. Put my arms down. All I have is the neutral, right? So all I got to do is connect the neutral. I strip the neutral coming from the panel, no problem. I strip the neutral coming from the circuit that came from the office. I'm now connected to 277 and I cannot let go. I am hung on it. And I kept saying, let go, you're going to die. That's all I kept saying, let go, you're going to die. 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 And all of a sudden, before I realized it, I'm now on the floor. What happened was... My legs buckled. I hit the top of the ladder. I landed on top of the desk. And then I landed on the floor. And you know what the problem was? The problem was a 277 480 volt single pole rated switch was brand new. And it was off. But the internal contacts were closed. Oh, yep. And as I do seminars around the country... Uh, people have been doing this trade for, let's say, 30 years each at 100 people. About 3% of the people have seen that. So this is like a pretty rare thing for anybody to experience inside there. Now, what would have happened, if we take a look at this graphic here, if I had squeezed myself in to work on something and I got hooked onto 120 or anything, I'm not going to fall. Now, in my seminars, when I'm teaching electricians, just a bunch of electricians, and they're all electricians, and these are seasoned electricians. Let's say they've been doing it for 15, 20 <coughs> years, not some newer guys, because the newer guys is different data. 30% of my students have been hung up, could not let go, and have fallen. And the only reason we survived is because we fell. How many of you guys had the same scenario as me? Raise your hand. One, two, three, four. Out of one, two, three, we have a seven, seven, eight, nine. So, okay, so five. Five out of ten of us in this room, but we've been, you know, have been hung up. So that's why working space to me is really sensitive because I want you to be able, if you got hung up and you fell, you could fall out of the circuit. So that's why it's a big deal to me. All right, so we have, okay, condition two because, see, this was condition one until they put the rail so if they put the rail, guess what? Now that becomes inductive. Well, now it's condition two. Then we have to, then depending on the voltage. Why is it conductive? Because it's metal. It's bolted to but the concrete. But it's separate. It's on concrete. It's my facility. Oh, uh, Mike? This is what a lot of people don't understand, yeah, that Mike. concrete is conductive. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, could you do me a favor? Could Mike Burlington's name on it? We that? actually tested it. Electrician Mike, didn't okay. believe me. So we actually put a meter to it. Panels are 480. And then we were able to read voltage. Four eighty. But no, one second, it doesn't have to read voltage. It has has to be conductive. Right. And Brian, uh, Mike says he put the this Mike's name on here. It's not in there, so we'll have to find out why it didn't update that graphic. Yeah. Okay. I know why. You know why? Okay, yeah. then okay then. Okay. 
And then right here, now this one you guys are saying, this is condition three, which I'm showing is condition three. I'm not going to get into whether you're going to work on both parts, lives, energized, like that. The only time you want to say, well, maybe it's not working at the same time is when it's already done. Then you say, well, you'd have to work on it simultaneously. That's, so that's a condition two. You know, that's the only time you'd say it's a condition two is when it's already installed and it's done and you're trying to survive to make that thing work. But um, here's an example. This would be condition also three. three. Three energized parts. And like you said, Jennifer, if, if you know, light parts are inside of enclosure, you measure from the outside, the light parts. If, if, in this case here, we'd measure from the outside here to the actual light parts. And I'm sure this is not. This is in the New Yorker Hotel in, in, uh, in New York City. This is where Tesla, he lived in room 27, 17 or something like that. It all had to be divisible by three, Tesla. You know, the room where he had, it's, it's kind of thing. And uh, this, the, uh, the New Yorker had a, what, a diesel locomotive engine. I think they had five of them at one time. We're talking about, you want to see a diesel locomotive engine inside of a building, inside of a basement. It's a pretty impressive, huge, massive. We need to get a picture, maybe add it inside and one side. Okay, and so this was actually DC. All this building was a complete DC. So Tesla, AC guy, lives in a building that's all DC. And until it, and then Ford AC died. And then, well. <coughs> so here's clearly sufficient working space. I'm not going to be showing the video of the arc blast, arc flash. I don't think it's necessary because it does take place there. Um, now, if you have equipment, in the rear and sides of debt, debt front assemblies. Working space is not required at the back or sides of equipment where all connections and all renewable, adjustable, and serviceable parts are accessible from the front. Well, you're not working on the back, so you just, whatever you gotta do, six inches off the wall or across, yes. But I wanna warn people, if you install switchgear this way, this is an accident waiting to happen. Because somebody will walk in there, take the cover off, and if it falls in, there's a huge explosion because the boss bars are right there. And that's a disaster waiting to happen. So what are you saying? If we had working space, that would change? I would seal off the place, put screws that nobody can remove, do something to prevent that from happening. Okay, that's, a, that's an interesting. I, I, that you're just saying, hey, forget about the code here. Let's make it where a person can't just get a, a standard... Thing. They shouldn't be screwing around. By the matter of fact, I might be missing something here, Brian. We'll have to take a look at it and research. Wasn't there a change made that the man, I think this might be in 408 that says that equipment that does not require servicing in the back has to be marked on the outside of that equipment, <coughs> back of that equipment. Find out what rule that is. Be good for us. And then read it to us. And it's 408 something that this equipment would have to be marked in the back, that you cannot work on this from the back side. I'm saying that. And now the code has caught up to what you guys are doing. So if we get that rule, we can... Because there's been accidents like that. Okay. Um, the, we talked about the depth already. In this case here, we say this is condition number one, right? Because there's nothing conductive or energizing the other part. And the working platform, it, 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 I, I don't know if, if this should be a rule, but I don't know if the code actually says that it has to be flat. I, I believe... Yes, I, I believe the language would imply that your, what you're standing on has to be flat. It has to be the depth. Your working space is going to have to be the same depth. You can't put it like over stairs. I, I saw a uh, Chick-fil-A where they had the service disconnect. You know how in Chick-fil-A you kind of drive through a drive through, so there isn't a whole lot of space between where you're driving and then the wall. Well, they had maybe like a two-foot little 
concrete pad there. Well, then they had a Chick-fil-A disconnect. Well, I've looked at that and thinking right now, yeah, you got your, your three feet, but two feet of that is, is a concrete, and then it drops into the driveway, which means you don't have three feet of working space. I mean, you, you don't have a, a flat working space. And I, and I believe, I don't see the I language think, here. I think that actually is a violation of the height of the working space, too. So you're saying we measure it from the flat part of that. So the height, I think I like it. Yeah, what I'm extends more than six I'm inches. I'm not confident. I like where this graphic is located. So we'll let's see if with the height, if it tells us that it has to be a flat level. And then we can, Brian, make a note to move this graphic over to there better. But I, I believe this is a code violation.